0: Huberto walks in, makes a move, and he scores! Jonathan Huberto! And he scores Alexander Markov! What a move! He's giving the Panthers the lead once again!
1: Welcome to Territory Talk, the official podcast of the Florida Panthers. Here are your hosts, Jamison Olive and Doug
2: Plagans. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Territory Talk podcast brought to you, as always, by our friends Baptist Health, the official sports medicine provider of the Florida Panthers. Today, I'm joined by Katie Gauz. Been with me two weeks in a row now, which is great. Doug Plagan's flying back from the road today. He'll be back in studio next week. But once again, right here, right now, it's me and KG on the mics again. KG, how you doing?
3: I'm doing great. Mikes are hot.
2: Mikes are hot. Panthers
3: are hot. We're ready to roll.
2: It was ready to roll in, into a week. We talked about it last week, uh, a stressful week last week, kind of building up to this matchup with Toronto. Now here we are uh, in, you know, probably the closest thing to a must win game you can have in a season. Probably the closest thing you can have to a playoff game coming up here on Thursday night at the BB&T center, Panthers versus Maple Leafs, Toronto right now, 33, 23 and eight Florida, 33, 24 and six in the standings. The Panthers, two points behind the Maple Leafs with a game in hand after that game on Thursday, They'll have 18 games left to play in the season. The, the home stretch, things get crazy. So you look at that game. That's a chance for the Panthers to get right back into a playoff spot with a game in hand. Uh, Katie, just kind of before we you know look back at last game, before we get to the trade deadline, just you know starting hot here. What do you think about this ma- matchup with Toronto on Thursday?
3: Well, I think it's yeah. You said it. It's as big as it gets, and you know, Coach touched on it. This is going to be you know as, as important a game as any, and you can't help but look at the scoreboards and, and and look at the standings, and it's going to be a playoff playoff atmosphere at its finest. And I'm happy with the way that Florida has handled the first two games, winning both against Toronto. I'm also happier with the fact that we're coming off of a game like we had last night, which we'll touch on, but winning two to one for the first time this season that's a playoff type win. That's a get the lead and hold onto it and protect the lead and play a tight, gritty game. And we were able to do that. So we certainly couldn't have a better game to come off of. As you head into Thursday and really prepare to take on this team, it's going to take that entire effort and probably a little bit more.
2: Yeah, and those previous matchups against the Maple Leafs this season, like you said, the Panthers won the first two matchups with them. Uh, High scoring games. Yes. I think the Panthers have 13 combined goals in those two games. The Leafs also put up quite a bit, so that's not the game the Panthers want here. But it's the Panthers versus Leafs. You never know what you're going to get. That could be possible. Right. But uh, you look at both the rosters. Uh, well, like I said, we'll talk about the trade deadline. But the Leafs really didn't do much at the deadline. The Panthers had their big move. Yep. But overall, Toronto comes in. They're missing some big, some big names. As well. They're missing Morgan Riley on the back end. They're missing Jake Muzzin on the back end. They're missing Cody CeCe. So they're banged up coming in. They're coming off a huge win in Tampa. Um, so it's up to the Panthers to kind of, you know, take advantage of that, you know, really establish themselves because obviously there's something there. Yes. The Panthers have figured out something against the Leafs to already take these two games against Toronto. They have a certain confidence against them. Yeah, it's you can no tell. fluke
3: for sure. I mean, they definitely, you know, even in, and especially in that last game, you know, to be down in the situation that they were, you know, obviously we had the heroics from Mark Pesek, but regardless, they they clearly know that no matter what like they they can beat this team and, and they need to come into this game with that same swagger it's going to be very important
2: i'm, I'm, I'm smiling now because i'm just imagining the leafs coming to town and on their whiteboard it's just his game plan there's a photo of mark Pesek <laughs> there, and they're just circled him and they're just pointing arrows at him like we got to shut this guy down we america's can't.
3: most wanted if
2: you're listening you don't remember the last time the panthers played the leafs was when that, that mark Pesic hat trick game where he just took over in the hybrid just the, the legend just grew that game so we're hoping for a repeat performance there because he certainly been, would love he's it. been solid since as well so uh He's a guy that could make his impact felt there. But we mentioned the last game. Let's get into that real quick. Um, Panthers, huge win in Arizona the other night, Tuesday night. Uh, 2 1 win, a really tight game. Like you said, the type of game that after the game, all the players said, that's the game we want to play. We want to play 2 1 week games. We want to play defensive games. Yes. Um, but, you know, my overall take from the game, other than the fact how important it was and how big getting two points was, was Sergey Wabrowski. And I'm not alone there. You know, Twitter lit up about Sergey Wabrowski last night. 37 saves on 38 shots. Uh, I, I believe. I believe, looking at the numbers as well, it was 13 out of 14 on high-danger shots. Correct, which so, is huge. If you don't know what a high-danger shot is, it's basically anything from the low slot around the net. Basically, any very difficult shot from yeah. that area that a lot of goaltenders struggle to stop. So, for him to stop 13 of 14 there, uh, absolutely incredible. That statistic, of course, per our friends at NaturalStatTrick.com. I, I, I go there for a lot of advanced info. They're great over there. But uh, Sergey said after the game, he gave a lot of credit to the defense for clearing out pucks and whatnot. But, you know, the other guys, Joel Quenville, they all said, you know, Joel, Joel Quenville said it was a goalie win. He did. He gave he a, I, I believe clear. he's done that one other time this season. I've yeah. heard that from him. So uh, absolutely great game by Sergey. but uh, Kitty's your takes overall from that game.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you said it, you know, Bobrovsky, certainly the shining star and he in, you know, in typical fashion was immediately pushing the, pushing the narrative towards his team saying that the team was the number one star, but, but that was a game that, you know, that Bob stole and you get a few of those throughout the season. Coach mentioned it, you know, one time before those are the games that you, you do, you need your goalie and those are the games that, you know, Bob, he came through, he stepped up. Um, but I also like the fact that the team really did show some resiliency. Aaron Eckblad, you know, talked about it, giving up that shorthanded goal. That wasn't it, I mean, when you do that in a game, I think Q said you don't usually win. So for the team to respond the way they did, to be able to take that, not let it bother them, not let it, you know, throw off their game plan, they stuck with it. And they really actually got stronger from that point on was, was huge. Uh, and another thing that stood out was, you know, the power play. They've been, you know, four for nine recently and to go one or two last night, you know, having that be the game winning goal with Mike Hoffman on a nice set play that they've been working on. Just, it seemed like you know, things were clicking, and that's that's what we need from this team right now.
2: Yeah, it was tight, especially on the set play, which was was funny. If you're watching the game, you heard uh, Joel Quinwell talking about it. Basically, it's a set play the Panthers have been working on on the power play. Uh, you know, Bruno. Bar- Barkey and Hubie both behind the net. Barkey passes to Hubie. Hubie then kicks it into the circle for Hoff for the one time or so. Uh, after the game, Joel said he went over to Mike and said, Who you've been giving credit to for that play? You know, <laughs> Bruno, which is assistant coach Andrew Renet. You know, Mac, assistant coach Derek Bohanze, <laughs> uh And Hoffman just said 68, which is, of course, his. <laughs> His own number, yes, and Q got a very, big laugh out of that. Very so.
3: Hoffman response. And very Hoffman Q, response. Q, Q enjoyed that one. Q, Q was in great spirits last he was. night he was too. In a I good think move. we, you know, Goldie mentioned it on the broadcast when we were watching along. But uh, you know, that was probably some of the best spirits we've seen him in. So you know, to, to have him in that kind of a mood, and you know, he's not someone that dishes that kind of a. Those praises out lightly after a game, he clearly felt not only did the team get the win and he was happy about it, but the way they played was something that he was clearly pleased with.
2: And Hoffman, a guy who you know his name was obviously floating around at the trade deadline, said he was really Great. happy to stay. Uh, and he's been, there. He goes right at the rewards. He's the been Panthers. showing it. Yeah, he's been showing you know, uh, goals in three straight trade, games. Yeah, know.
3: even before the trade deadline, you know he 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 stated how he's happy here and he's been doing everything to show and earn you know the fact that he you know wants to stay and all for it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and Frank Petrano as well, a big goal his 16th of the season was the game time goal in the second period and a couple guys mentioned it and we kind of felt talking about Hoffman's goals going to that third period 1-1 you felt like the next goal was going to win because Darcy Kemper even though he hadn't played since I believe December 19th he was outstanding in net for the Coyotes as well so you felt like it was going to be a 2-1 game regardless so I think when the Panthers got that goal it's probably the best I felt in you know the waning minutes of a game knowing that the Panthers were going to hold on I'm like you know what they got this these two points are locked up so you know they end the road trip 3-2-0 above 500 I know they would have like to get four or five, but like I said, still within perfect striking distance of the Maple Leafs heading into Thursday's big matchup.
3: And something else that I really liked from the game is uh, the physicality seemed to be up a bit, especially Riley Stillman. I mean, after being scratched, he came into that game like a man possessed playing all over the ice and really throwing the body around. And that makes a difference. That's something that, you know, defensively, maybe the Panthers don't have as much of. So to see him really filling in that role, Vetrano also laying out a lot of hits last night. So that physicality, uh, you know, especially coming up with a game against the Leafs, you know, they're not a team that likes to do that as much, so if we can bring that element to this next game, it could, you know, really throw them off
2: and be important. And, and Riley Stillman, you mentioned, you know, 21-year-old rookie having a great stint here with the Panthers, really, you know, carving out a name for himself on that blue line, hit another post last night. This I kid know. is getting so close to his first NHL <laughs> Inches, goal. Oh. Inches, these absolutely blasts of slap shots yes. that he's been having that just uh, catch a piece of the post. He is so close. we got to get him on the show soon to get in the territory talk bump, because yeah, once, he, once he comes on, <laughs> when he's due, once he comes on here, I know the goals will start to flow, but yeah. he's been and close, like you said, uh, really contributing a lot to the season. The Panthers' blue line, uh, and w- probably one of the more unexpected stories of the season, is him coming up and producing so well and being so responsible at such a young age. But that's what you need. That's exactly what you need. But moving right, right along, like we said, uh, a couple things going on. You know, the matchup Thursday against Toronto. You know, big win in Arizona. Uh, but I think you know, obviously one of the biggest stories this past week, like we mentioned before, the Leafs and the Panthers, the trade deadline. Yeah. Uh, for the Panthers, I mean, look at the, the the two moves they made. The first one, obviously, early in the day, kind of really set the stage for mm-hmm. uh, the trade deadline, I mean, obviously some, some deals were made before the deadline, among other teams, some big names were moved, but mm-hmm. on trade deadline itself, it seemed like the Panthers really made the first biggest splash of the day yeah. uh, when they sent Vincent Trochek to the Carolina Hurricanes for four pieces. Yes. Uh, the first two of those pieces being Eric Holla and Lucas Walmart, two you know, established forwards in the NHL, two guys that are you know here right now to help the playoff push, made their debut in Arizona the other night. We'll talk about that in a minute. And then two prospects, Chase Prisky, uh, we'll get to him in a moment as well. And uh, and then Etu uh, Listerinen, uh, former second-round pick Uh, So four pieces, you know, coming back to the Panthers for Vincent Trocek, you know, a former third round pick, uh, been here, you know, a long time, played 420 games with the Panthers, had a lot of big moments. I mean, when I think about, you know, Trocek's contributions to the franchise, obviously a lot of heart, a lot of great stuff in the community. I mean, he was at that, you know, uh, event with us, the Boys and Girls Club Club uh, event on uh, MSD Day, you know, on uh, Valentine's Day. He was there with us, uh, you know, recently, loved to do stuff in the community here, loved it down here and really kind of shows you, you know, how much guys do love playing here because he was, you know, you know. You heard it in his voice. You know, sad to be leaving this course, sad to be leaving this team in such a, a great area. So, uh, you know, big thanks to Vincent Trocek. Always great with us. So many contributions to this team. And uh, I was getting to it before, but I think when I think about, you know, my Trocek memories, it is uh, the 2016 playoffs. He had a broken ankle. He came back from that into the playoffs, played back-to-back games of over 30 minutes, Incredible. you know, fresh off that. Uh, two overtime losses for the Panthers, both, you know, close games. Uh, we all know, the, you know, the history of Trocek was tripped. Fans, I'm sure, will never let that go. That's kind of part of his legacy here, but uh, I know he's a fan favorite here, a favorite among media, and we definitely wish him the best going forward.
3: Absolutely, yeah, and uh, as a fellow Pittsburgher, we, you know, I, I, I you know, I always enjoyed working with The pride him. of Pittsburgh. The pride of Pittsburgh, the 4-1-2, so certainly certainly hope that he finds great success in Carolina. I except think the when they're fans, playing the Panthers. Right, except when they play us, but <laughs> I know that from Twitter the fans are already falling in love with him there, and, and, uh, and we've got some good ones on our hands, too. We've got two guys that are, are also very popular and also going to have a great impact and uh, looking forward to seeing them continue. Uh, I know Wally in particular seemed to Lucas get quite Walmart, yeah. quite an outpouring of love on Twitter. So we will be looking forward to making him one of our own.
2: <laughs> exactly. Don't worry, Kane's fans. He's safe over here. We, yes. we love him already. But let's <laughs> let's go through the new names here a little bit. Let's start with uh, Eric Halla, yep. who uh, you know comes over, uh, twenty years old. You know, already pretty established in the league right now. Twelve goals and ten assists in forty-one games uh, with the Hurricanes before he came over this season. Uh, you know, came out, started the season really hot. Had it had an injury that kind of slowed him down a bit, but now really getting back into form. But I think you know ma- most people know him from that first inaugural season with the Golden Knights. Yes, he was a part of that team. Uh, picked up Minnesota Wild in the expansion draft by mm-hmm. the Knights. Went on to have 29 goals, 26 assists for 55 points uh, in that inaugural season. A big part of that team. I believe he was their second line center.
3: Yeah, I think he was fourth in, in points on that team mm-hmm. when they made that push. I and mean, then had, had a, a, part. a
2: absolutely great showing in the playoffs as well to help the Knights get to the Stanley Cup Finals. That's kind of when he made a name for himself. Uh, but then the season after, you know, you know, traded to the Carolina Hurricanes where he's been playing ever since, you know, he got to the Panthers here. So, uh, for him, uh, I just think this is probably the most, you know, the biggest piece for the Panthers to the puzzle right now to help them get to the playoffs. Uh, You saw last night he centered uh, Frank Petrano and Mike Hoffman on the team's second line. Had a great screen uh, on Kemper to set up uh, Frank Petrano's goal to make that easier. So I I liked him, you know, in in game one. I know that's a really tough transition for guys to fly from Raleigh to Arizona, you know, get ready to play a game with a completely new team and a completely new system uh you know 24 hours later absolutely you know great showing by them uh both of them we'll get to walmart here in a minute but Hala. uh i think the coolest thing too was you know he was one of those guys uh prisky did as well a prospect but Hala posted a photo of himself
3: yes we we're a big um,
2: fan of that in a panthers jersey when he was five years old at a panthers game uh, was
3: one of his only if not the only nhl game he went to well, i mean and, why and do you need here. to go to more
2: after going uh, right, to a Panthers? i mean game? it was
3: pretty much yeah you, peak, none. you peak there <laughs>
2: But um, like I said, you know Doug Plague is on the road. Uh, him and also Jess Blaylock, another friend of the program, uh, they had a chance to do kind of a group scrum with Hala uh, after his morning skate in Arizona the other day to kind of talk about what it means to be joining the Panthers uh, and a little bit on that photo as well.
3: Eric, from finding out about the
0: news to getting here, what have the past 36 hours been like for you? Uh, interesting. A lot of phone calls, a lot of messages, and and um, yeah, a little bit of a scramble. But uh, happy to be here. It was nice to get here last night and, and kind of calm down a little bit. And, and uh, yeah, today's been been great and and uh, warm welcome from the guys. So so that's uh, that's all you can ask for.
3: What do you feel like you can add to
0: this team? Um, just try to bring bring some speed, uh, 200 foot game, and uh, you know, just come in and, and just try to do my thing and, and uh, fit in. I believe you had a great post on Instagram. Was it a picture in a Panthers jersey yeah. as a kid? What's yeah. the story behind that? It's uh, so when I was younger. We used to travel to Florida a lot with my family, and, and uh, that was, I think, my first and only NHL game as a kid. So <laughs> obviously, I bought a jersey and. I was excited. I obviously loved hockey at a young age already, so so it was it was really cool. And, and uh, my mom dug dug that up. And, and there's uh, there's a lot more into that kind of that story of of what went on. You know, I I even wrote a letter in school when I was I think five or something, where I described what my life was going to be like in the future. And so that's like kind of the story behind it. Yeah. You were playing some important games there with Carolina. You've been a part of playoff races before, just coming in here with the games being so important. How exciting is it this time of the year and and coming in here with a new team where every two points are so important? Yeah, I'm excited. Um, I haven't been outside the playoffs ever in my career yet and i'm not planning to start now so um, you know we have a good group here and i'm excited to get started and, and uh yeah just the mindset is obviously every every game's important and I'm trying to do what i can to help yeah and it does it help to be in that mindset i mean carolina and florida were kind of in the same spot you guys played toronto saturday they play on thursday i mean it's yeah good to be in that frame of mind eh? yeah it's it's great. That's, uh, you know, what do you want to be at the top with the 20-point cushion? Yeah, obviously. But, um, you know, this is, this is what you play the game for is, is to get in the playoffs and these these kind of games. And, and uh, you know, I feel like I'm equipped for that. And, and uh, like I said, I'm just going try to try to do my thing, not to do too much or anything, and, and try to help the team win every night. Great opportunity for you here, second line. You've got some pretty good guys around you. Not bad. Yeah, I'm excited. Um excited to get started.
2: Great to hear from him there, but... uh... Uh, I think the best quote from there, obviously, you know, you, you heard some of the cliches, you know, two hundred foot game, you know, you know, playing hard, all those things sure. here. But I, I, the, the most forceful one was the, the the good one about him saying, you know, I've never not made the playoffs in my career. I'm not going to start now. And you look, you go back and look at his career with the, the Minnesota Wild and the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, never missed the playoffs. Was, yeah. was 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 always on a team that made the playoffs. So uh, he's going to be a big part of this playoff push. You love the fi- that fire. You love to hear that. Like I said, had a great debut. But overall, Katie, your thoughts on, on Hall as a player?
3: I like him. I like his speed. Uh, he's got a fast game. I think he plays with a, a lot of pace and intensity and, and I mean the comment sort of mixed reviews maybe but I, I like the swagger and I think you know maybe a little bit of a you know a little bit of an edge and a little bit of a chip on the shoulder is something that this team needs and if he can bring that into the room I think it's going to be great. Uh, I, you know definitely looking forward to seeing how he fits in um, but just to me his speed really has stood out over his career and you know and he's got you know the experience too which is nice. You know there aren't a ton of guys on this team because a lot of the core pieces have been here for their whole career that have gone through the different runs and have seen the playoffs and have seen that push so to have a guy like him coming in that's had the experience of making it to the postseason going through that stretch of getting into the postseason he's going to bring a lot into the room.
2: And I think the coolest thing as well, another Finn in the room. You yes. can never have too many Finnish players. <laughs> you really can. Uh, he's from Pori, Finland. Um, former, you know, basically he crossed paths with Alexander Barkov quite a bit. He said back in the day, just on national teams, things sure. like that. So Barky's happy to have him on board, which, like we always say, when, you know, Barky gets a friend, we're always excited. Yes, uh, we love he, the, the When Barkey he's happy, friend we're happy. Um, but um, And a
3: fun fact to throw in about Eric. This Pala. better be fun. His father was a semi-pro American football player in Finland.
2: Which, you told me this, the, I didn't know they had an league. I believe yes. it
3: was referred to. And his mother was a speed skater. So, there you go. That's how, you know.
2: You we... put those things two together, and you got a world-class <laughs> hockey player. Absolutely. <laughs> I can't
3: think of a better combination. Another fun
2: fact about Eric Hall. It seems like this guy's got nothing but fun facts. <laughs> former college roommate of former Panther Nick Bugstad.
3: Love it. Minnesota boys.
2: And I did a story about the first time they played against each other. Eric Hall was in Minnesota. Nick was here. Uh, this was when I was working at Fox. I looked back, I dug it up, I found it, and basically Howla said Nick Bukes that was the messiest person he's ever met, <laughs> and Nick said that Howla was, talks in his sleep and finish. Oh
3: my so God. we got to get
2: Eric on here. Of all the new guys, he's the one I want to get on first, so and just go through some of this, sort through this and figure out what's just going on. This
3: whole buggy debacle needs to be settled <laughs> once and for all.
2: But like you said, a great player, going to be a big part of this playoff push going forward. Uh, moving along, um, Lucas Walmark.
3: Wally! Uh, a, a
2: guy, when you look at him, uh, m- maybe more of a potential guy that could be here for, for quite a while just given the fact that yeah, he is only, a lot of only 24 years old, only second uh, full season in the NHL, former fourth round pick by the Hurricanes. Uh, he had 11 goals for, and 23 points in 60 games for coming over. Uh, you know, kind of a bottom six kind of do-it-all guy. Can play mm-hmm. center, can play the wing, great at face-offs. Yeah. Um, and PK in his debut, specialist. PK specialist and in his debut didn't have to. We didn't even mention that. He didn't have to do that he last night. He didn't even have to. Because the Panthers took no penalties.
3: So disciplined. We that didn't, we is didn't,
2: important. That was a huge part of that yeah. game we didn't mention. was that The Panthers had no penalties at all. Great discipline game against the Coyotes. So, Lucas Mulwark, yeah. great PK specialist, but we didn't get to see it yet. We're going to have to wait for that. Uh, you know, Or maybe be, not. Maybe not. Maybe the Panthers never take a penalty the rest of the season, <laughs> fingers great. crossed. But um, uh, a guy, like you said, fan favorite in Carolina, you know, a real workhorse guy, you know, just like Halla. you know, when both guys came over, Joel Quenville said, both guys just play so hard mm-hmm. and have such high energy, which is what he wants to inject into this team. But yeah. uh, And looking at his game, uh, you know, last night, uh, like we said, didn't get to play on the PK, but at 5-on-5, five five, centered a line with Alexi Sarla and Brett Connolly. I thought the trio did a good job of being physical a good job you know kind of pinning the coyotes in their own zone i saw uh, you know walmart specifically win a couple puck battles along the boards did a good job kicking pucks out things like that blocking shots he had a, a block shot so uh, like i said do, do do it all type of guy yeah. that really you know utility brings a, lot to this player, team. a utility absolutely. player and uh, just like holla jess and doug had a chance to talk to him after tuesday's morning skate in arizona
0: so uh, obviously, I'm sure it's been a crazy 24, 36
1: hours for you. What has the past day and a half been like? Finding out the news to getting here? Uh, yeah, I mean it was a uh, uh, it was a long day yesterday, uh, but I'm uh, glad I'm here now, and uh, yeah, I'm excited. and I'm looking forward to everything. What do you feel like you can add to this team? Uh, hopefully I can uh, play my game and uh, be be good on both ends, and uh, yeah, be, be, a, be a be a great player out there uh, hopefully and that's what I'm looking for here.
0: Anything that you saw when you played against the Panthers that uh, that I guess excites you now that you're a part of this group?
1: Yeah, I think they, they have a lot of good players here, and uh, playing playing a fun fun game out there, and I like the way they play, and uh, want to play with the puck, and I think that's one of my strengths too. So uh, I'm uh, like I said, I'm really excited, and I think we have a great group of guys here, and uh, uh, we will uh, yeah we'll make the playoffs there.
0: And you guys were playing some important games there with Carolina. You you were involved in some important games last season as well, and coming here where the games mean so much every night, just how exciting is it to be a part of this race?
1: Oh, it's super exciting. I mean, those this is the fun games you want to play, and uh, you want to yeah, you want to help the t- team here to win and uh, yeah. make make the playoffs. So I'm I'm really excited, and hopefully we can start a, a good trend here and uh, win some games.
2: So great to hear from uh, Walmart there. And of course, Territory Talk, as always, brought to you by our friends over at Baptist Health, the official sports medicine provider of the Florida Panthers. And once again, as, as always, uh, thanks to Doug and Jess for sending us that audio. But um, you, you heard it there, too, just like with Hala. He talked about the playoffs. And he says, you know, this team's going to make the playoffs. And I think uh, just to inject that into the room, like we've said before, two guys that come from an organization that had a good run last year, uh, that, you know, really play hard, that really have a ton of energy, that are already, the best thing is, too, they were coming from a team that was pushing for the playoffs as well so they're going from one playoff push to another uh they're already in that mindset they're already ready to go here with their new team this is business as usual it's business as usual and both guys said they got a really warm welcome uh you know from the panthers so they're fitting right in i thought both looked really well in arizona and i'm really excited to see how they continue to develop uh the rest of this season and kind of help with that playoff push and move right along. You know, like we said, uh, it's about the present. Dale Talon said, uh, you know, this deal was made to help, you know, the, the present uh, and the future. And yeah, he, the two guys uh, kind of looking ahead to the future. Uh, the first one, Chase Prisky, uh, 23 years old from Pembroke Pines, just like Eric Hollow. Homegrown. Homegrown. This has never happened. Chase uh, Prisky also posted a photo of himself as a kid in a Panther sweater. Not just
3: sweater. a kid. I, was he like
2: literally a an, There was a, a photo newborn? of him as a newborn with tickets. <laughs>
3: the tickets were bigger than he was.
2: And then a, a little bit older in a Panthers jersey with a yeah stick in his room. Uh, so he's been to hundreds of Panthers games in, in his career, I'm told. Played um, for the Junior Panthers. So unlike, unlike Eric Halla, he, he didn't go just to one game and then go back to Finland. <laughs> yes. He, he grew up around here. He played for the Junior Panthers. This um, is his team. This is his team. This is you know, a homegrown talent. Uh, yeah. Dale Talents, it's about time the Panthers were able to get one of these kids.
3: Yeah, I liked hearing that they actually had wanted him before. They
2: wanted him last year and when he was coming out now. of college. And speaking of college, uh, played four years at Quinnipiac University, was a top 10 finalist for the Hobie Baker Award his yeah. senior season, which is given annually to the top player in college hockey
3: incredible numbers incredible numbers ranked
2: first among the uh, D1 defensemen and goals with 17 uh fifth in points with 39 and uh, Katie also wore the sea right
3: Yeah wore the sea for 2 years a really good player a lot of uh you know guys that I know that have covered the college circuit you know very high on him whenever he was playing there and just a lot of potential he's got a lot of offensive upside but does things well in the defensive end as well so I really think it, with some stability and maybe more opportunity because you know Carolina has a very clogged Deep pipeline. pipeline there yeah. yes you know there's not as much opportunity as much room so a guy like him getting in here maybe being higher on the depth chart come and get some chances to play NHL minutes and you see where he develops he I think he's going to be great
2: yeah and great at great at you know patrolling the blue on the power play you know a real you know offensive minded defenseman who's just like a lot of guys just trying to kind of round out that complete all around game right now in the AHL and speaking of the AHL and uh, 52 games with uh, the Charlotte Checkers Carolina's AHL affiliate uh, he had 31 points so even like you said even though he was playing yeah. behind a lot of guys even though that's bad a, a lot of defensemen there put up some great numbers for his, his first pro season, and, and uh, he turns 24, I believe, uh, in the coming months. Maybe it was as early as March. So this is a guy that's because he you know played four years at college is a bit older that potentially could you know is a little bit more developed and potentially could be with the Panthers sooner rather than later if yeah. he has you know a good showing. So he's a guy that's going to be coming into camp next year potentially looking to win a job. Yeah, so absolutely. we're excited to talk to him just about you know Panther fandom and everything and it's coming home. It's a great home. story. It's I a mean, great story. You'll, so you
3: love to have you know love to have those guys. It's good for the fan base. You know it's good for the good for the room just in general. It's a fun story to have someone. That you know that grew up here, especially in this market, because you know this isn't a traditional hockey market to see guys that are slowly but surely appearing in the NHL and in our system that are from here directly and you know grew up playing for the Junior Panthers is a is a great thing for hockey in South Florida.
2: And and the cool thing too is because there's kind of two types of. of- Players that come out of Florida, uh, and it's guys that were here because their dads were here because they right. were you know, professionals. <laughs> uh, you, you look at the Hughes brothers; technically, they're from Orlando because they're born there because their dad was playing for the Solar Bears. But, um, but you know, we don't we don't really claim them. And then you have guys like uh, Riley Stillman and Jake, Jacob Chickering, who you know spent a good amount of time here, you know, of their youth, played at the Junior Panthers. Mm-hmm. But you know, we're here because their dads were you know professional hockey players and things like that. They had they already had ties to the yes, league. Exactly. But then you got this new generation of guys, you know, Shane uh, Andrew Peak over with Columbus, mm-hmm. and now. Chase Prisky here with us that just started playing because they liked the team because yeah. the Panthers were here because they were fans. Yeah. Uh, so obviously, other you know other teams around the league have had that for you know many more years than the Panthers. Given you know the Panthers are still a young franchise, so to see you know that those seeds kind of starting to now blossom and grow for the yeah. Panthers is really exciting. Uh, but the other prospect the Panthers got there another Finn. I'm Finn so excited. Party. Uh, E2 Listerainen, 21 years old, uh, spent three seasons uh, over in Liga. You know, Great Finland's top professional. Thank there, you. I've way. been working was, on it. That
3: was beautiful. I've been
2: working. I think the Flawless. faster I, the faster I the, say. F- yes,
3: agreed. you got to say it quick, or otherwise you get, you'll trip. If you
2: think too much about it, it's not going <laughs> to work out. But uh, three seasons in Liga, Finland's top professional league, before coming over this past season. Uh, had eight goals and 17 assists in 44 AHL games with Charlotte before getting traded. Um, 21 years old, like I said, he's still a young guy, uh, former second-round pick. Uh, you know, like all these guys, uh, we. we should say all these you know prospects coming over expected to report to the Springfield Thunderbirds yes. uh, down in the AHL. So it's gonna be exciting to see what they do down there the rest of the season. But I look at him and I kind of just based on what people tell me and based on you know the couple of highlights I've seen, he's basically s- seems to be like a bottom six Henrik Borgstrom yes. in the sense that they're both finished, they're both young, they're both about six three. Yes, they both have size. kind of size. Yeah. They're both kind of trying to bulk up a little mm-hmm. bit. Uh, I mean, who knows? You know, projecting down the line, maybe one day in Florida you have a, a top three center group that you go Barkov, <laughs> Borgstrom, and <Listerine laughs> spins and spins down and the just, middle. Just all Finns down the middle, and, you know, that'd be so exciting, I think. I, I, would I just love, love the Finns, and I know Finland would love that as well. But uh, this is another kid, you know, adds a lot of depth down there in the AHL, you know, great potential, you know, forward prospect. I mean, I, I talked to some prospect writers around the league, and they both say, you know, he's definitely got a chance to make an impact in the NHL, which is good to hear, especially given the fact he is still only 21 years old. So that was it for that first big trade. Like we said, those four players coming to the Panthers, Vincent Trocheck going to the Carolina Hurricanes, and it's a deal that you know is going to have an impact now and in the future, given the fact that you do have you know two guys to help with the playoff push, uh, and, and two you know prospects to help this team in the future, kind of bolster up the pipeline. So uh, you know a lot of pieces both ways, and I think both teams you know are going to be better for it in the end. And
3: that's what Dale and, said he wanted to do going yeah, into this. He t- wasn't you know he wasn't in the market just for quick you know quick fixes and rentals. He wanted to continuously be building a better you know a better future for. This team, so that every move he makes you always look helps at the us picture. now, and yeah. his big picture. He's always been very focused on on you know making it count for both sides. So it's good to see.
2: But the Panthers weren't done there. There was still one more deal to do. Right. Uh, later in the day, uh, they sent a sixth round pick to the Dallas Stars for defenseman Emil Juice, uh, 26 years old, uh, just came over here to North America. Had uh, 29 points in 48 games, man in the blue line uh, with with Texas in the AHL, Dallas's AHL affiliate. Yeah. Uh, before that, though, he's got a ton of pro experience. Played five seasons. Uh, in the SHL, which is the top professional league in his native Sweden, mm-hmm. uh, so he's a guy that comes over here, like we said, kind of like Prisky, a bit older. You know, a guy that probably wants to challenge for a roster spot as early as next season. Absolutely. So uh, more veteran depth down there in the AHL. A guy that's you know looking to make immediate impact right away with the Thunderbirds, and then you know probably look ahead towards the future. You never know where you're going to get it with a guy like that. But overall, two deals the Panthers made. Dale Talon said, you know, they looked into some other deals. Uh, they, they they did want to kind of shore up the blue line, but the deals just weren't there. Which they were you know in a tough you spot. can't force it. You can't force it on on deadline day, especially when you they're
3: up you, against the cap, up against
2: the cap, uh, and it takes two to tango. A, a team's not just going to help you out for the sake of helping you out. No, a, certainly, a, a team's got to benefit as well. So uh, for Dale, you know, uh, overall, I think the Panthers, you know. Got better in the present, you know, and also, you know, added a couple pieces for the future, which I know is what Dale Talon said as well. But uh, I don't know how you can look at it any other way than that, just given the fact that especially with how high we are on Holland and Walmart and just given, you know, the contributions they're going to add to this playoff push. I, I think overall was a, a, a good a good day for the Panthers. Absolutely. I agree. <laughs> you agree. And I agree that it is also now time for Prospect of the Week.
3: Prospect of Prospect the Week. Prospect of the Week.
2: It is time for the Panthers prospect of the week. And we've already (laughs) talked about a couple prospects, the new guys. Both of those could technically be the prospect of the week because, you know, they're new, they're joining the system. Uh, All three of the guys coming in. But the prospect of the week is a guy already down in the AHL, a guy we've already mentioned on this week's episode. And that is Henrik Borgstrom. Borgy. He's having a great February down there with the Thunderbirds, really coming on late here in the season. Uh, Still only 22 years old, you know, uh, spent some time with the Panthers here early in the season. You know, got a good chunk of games last season. A guy that's definitely a part of the core of this team in the future. But in February, he's played nine games, has a point in six of those games. Nice. Um, three goals and four assists for seven points uh, in that span. And then Sunday's 3-2 win over Syracuse. Uh, he had the game-tying goal uh, near the midway point of the third period to get the game to overtime, where Brady Keeper, uh, another defensive prospect in the system, uh, had a great coast-to-coast goal to win the game. If you haven't seen it, head to Twitter. Check it out. Either, you know, on my Twitter, Springfield's Twitter, you can find it there. It was a great coast-to-coast goal. And also check out Borgia's goal as well. A-, a nice snipe on the power play. So, Henrik Borgstrom, uh, you know, this week's prospect of the week. Prospect of the
3: week. Um, and, we just, and a guy we
2: missed dearly and a guy we can't wait to talk to We're and see again. we a big fan
3: of him here on the program. We love
2: Borgie Miss here, Borgie. friend of the program. He's been on here before.
3: He's a fan. One of my favorite episodes. We're a fan. His families are fans. They bring chocolate. <laughs> They're the best.
2: So kind of take a look at Borgie's numbers overall. You know, 10 goals, 12 assists, in 44 games with the Thunderbirds this season. Uh, like I mentioned, or spent some time with the Panthers. He has 58 NHL career games already under his belt. And I expect a lot more down the road in the future. Uh, I really do like his career and his kind of trajectory uh, as well. So uh, Henrik Borgstrom, prospect of the week. Prospect of, prospect the, week. of the week. Very excited for him. <laughs> um, and Just another reason to get excited for all the guys you know, heading up the pipeline as well, as well as getting excited about the playoff push. And once again, Territory talk, as always, brought to you every week by our friends over at Baptist Health, the official sports medicine provider of the Florida Panthers. And Katie, we talked about it. We started the episode with it: Toronto v. Florida, yes. Barkov v. Matthews, you know, North v. South, oh, Panthers man. v. Leafs, old versus new. There's just so much going on in this matchup. The building's going to be rocking here at the BNT Center. Use that I word. love penultimate. It's one of my favorite Great words word. it is the penultimate matchup in their season series. Like we said before, the Panthers two and O against the Leafs this season, looking to make it three and O as the Panthers can come out on top. They'll be in third place in the Atlantic division with a game at hand, with 18 games left to play, yeah. you know, everything in their hands. Uh, the Leafs are banged up. The Panthers just got an coming injection off a big win. coming off a big win. You know, the, let's not forget the Leafs also coming off a big one in Tampa. They are. Uh, but the Panthers coming off a bigger one as well, injected with some new blood, some new talent in Eric Holla uh, and Lucas Walmart, who we talked about earlier. Uh, uh, so much going on, so much coming together. They've already gotten up and they've played so well against the Leafs this season. They're gonna be up. They're gonna be ready for this game. Sergei Bobrovsky, uh, you know, three one and over his last four starts. Great save percentage. He's on fire right now. Everything's coming together at the right time. Everything's coming to a head for this matchup. And the funniest thing is, we're building this up so much. But even after this one, they got one more left against the Leafs. But this, I know
3: it's like this isn't even the last one. We're gonna have to do this But this is the biggest game again. today.
2: You know, you get ready for this one. The, you get ready for all the games at the end of the season. Well, they're we don't all, they're know all be where
3: things game. are going to stand. The next you don't time know but where they are right now, it couldn't it be It couldn't more be bigger, important.
2: yes. So, Katie, uh, you know, his closing thoughts here, just how are you going to survive uh, the Panthers-Leafs game? <laughs>
3: Um, well, I'll be next to you, so that'll yes. help.
2: Katie will not be on TV that game. She won't. No. She can't handle it. She, she'll be a wreck. Can't. <laughs>
3: I can Too much emotions. No. I wish I was covering that one because those are the games that, you know, the players get excited for big games. I mm-hmm. get excited for big games, too. I but, get excited uh, for big games. But I got plenty coming up. It's going to be a busy end of the year for me. Uh, I'm excited for that game. I think the start is going to be very important. I think being at home and really embracing that. Like I said,
2: the building's going to be loud. If they can get gonna the fans up, early, it's going to be huge. Because,
3: you know, we get a great crowd. For those games, always and so the Panthers really need to turn that tide in their favor. Start strong, uh, you know. But but at the same time, you know, we've shown that we can win both ways, which is important. So you know, I do think the start's going to be important. I think that that game is going to be exciting and it's unpredictable. I mean, we just won two to one. Usually we win what's eight to six I- three, or something, yeah, something like crazy that, yeah. like that. So we don't know what to expect, but uh, certainly the stakes are are there. And Q has made it very clear that the team knows exactly where they stand and how important this is, and I have no doubt that he'll make sure they're
2: ready. So like we said, that game is the biggest game of the season. It's do or die. It's make or break. No it's question. huge. Uh, buildings are going to be rocking. Uh, if you want to be there, FloridaPanthers.com backslash tickets. We look forward to seeing there. I can't imagine there's too many left. So, you know, get there now, get your tickets, and get here early to have a good time here uh, when the Panthers host the Maple Leafs on Thursday. But apparently there are more games after that. The season yes, does roll on. We have a couple uh, We more. will survive, and there are more games to play. And you got to win those games as well. Big points. I've Absolutely. Uh, up on the boards, uh, Chicago comes to town on um, right. Saturday. You'll be working that I will game. be
3: working that one. It's so back to back for me.
2: I, I mean, come to the game still. Come see. But if you can't stay, turn on the TV and uh, you know, see what Katie is doing. i will be there doing. for you. No She'll be there worries. for you. She's got you covered. But that game is, like uh, Katie said, six o'clock start, a little unusual. So it is. You know, mark your calendar. And then uh, another, another unusual. Yeah, moving right along. Back to back, Calgary comes to town on Sunday. That's going to be a four o'clock start. So uh, a weird back to back in terms of timing. But, you know, that's another four points the Panthers have to get between those two teams as well. So, so uh, Toronto, we're all looking there right now. You got to take it game one game at a time, take sure. it as they come. That's the biggest game today, But still, like I said, after that game, 18 more still to play uh, for the Panthers, including Chicago and Calgary back to back Saturday and Sunday this week.
3: And having the trade deadline just pass, you you know, there will be teams that the Panthers are going to be facing here coming up in this final stretch that are going to be, you know, more depleted. You know, we'll maybe be seeing guys that are coming up through their pipeline, getting chances. So there are really big opportunities. I know, you know, Chicago just gave up a few key pieces during that trade deadline line, you know, we'll see other teams down the stretch that have as well. Uh, but
2: but like, like Joel said, I mean, we, yeah. we saw that in Los Angeles. They dumped a lot of guys and uh, they still came out and beat the Panthers because those teams are still dangerous teams. Even Absolutely. If, and, even when you're,
3: a, and when you're getting guys that are coming in and getting opportunities, they're playing hard because they don't know when their next shot's going to be. So those guys are they're going to be busting their butts out there.
2: Because that's the thing. I mean, a guy playing for a job is just as scary as a guy playing for a playoff spot, maybe even more so. Yes. So, uh, you know, for the Panthers, all these games are dangerous. All these games are scary and they got to find a way to get 2 points in all of them, or at least as many as they can sure. as they push towards the playoffs here. But Thursday, uh, we only have a little bit of time here to prepare for it. This is Wednesday. Territory Talk has always come to you every Wednesday and brought to you by our friends over at Baptist Health, the official sports medicine provider of the Florida Panthers. Every Wednesday we are here, but Thursday, we have less than 24 hours now to get ready for this game, to prepare ourselves mentally. Yeah. I, I, I don't know how I'm going to sleep tonight. I don't know to do I don't know. Do it. It's
3: like a Christmas kind of a feeling. It
2: is a Christmas kind of feeling, but it's like a scary Christmas kind of feeling. Yeah. Like, like- you don't know if you're getting the toy you asked for. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. Absolutely. Hopefully, no coal. No but, coal.
2: I, I got a good feeling Santa's gonna be good to us. Yeah. Uh, except, you know, he's not wearing a big white beard. He's got a white mustache and said that is That's that is Joel right. Plainville Claws. He's gonna lead us to victory. It's gonna be <laughs> a huge like game. So um, once again, thank you everyone for joining us on today's show. Hopefully we have a lot of great things to talk about next week. Doug Plagans will be back in studio next week, and we also will have an in studio guest again next week as you know, the schedule settles down, the team's coming home for a bit. Get some of the boys uh, five back game homestand here, nice. starting off uh, with this game against Toronto on Thursday, which we look forward to seeing you all at. So once again for territory. Talk. I'm Jamison Olive. She's Katie Gauze. Yep. Have a good day.
1: Thanks for listening to Territory Talk, the official podcast of the Florida Panthers. For all your Panthers news and information, follow FLA Panthers on Twitter.